This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. This is Joe Krause of Jacob Media Partners. As you enjoy your Memorial Day this year, 2021, and your life starts to return to normalcy, please pause with me for a brief moment to remember those American heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. We memorialize all the men and women who died while serving their country and continue to help their families whenever needed. God bless America. May your holiday be filled with memories and may you always remain thankful to our American heroes. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University and anyone who lives, works, worships and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. Mark. Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland. Hello, my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very, very good here. And we're here every week. Keep you informed every Saturday, 1 o'clock on PhD, the biggest station in the city, 1210. If you want to ask us a question, you have any about commercial, residential, uh, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. So if we can help in any way with your real estate needs, and you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's going on today, Dean? What's coming up on today's show, Mark? We have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And then we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Home equity hits a record high. Here's how to tap your home for cash. I actually got an email from somebody saying, you have paid down your debt. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Mark, we also have our questions. What are the pros and cons of selling an empty house? Next question is, buyer backed out due to possible layoff fear of not being able to afford the payments. What should I do? Should I let them out? We got one similar to that not too long ago. Not too long ago, yep. Next question is, where should I hang my real estate license? Hmm. And the next question is, what can we do about a seller, a seller's agent, who didn't disclose a toxic mold condition in the house? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is disclosing Disclosing problems problems. when selling your house. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting that. You're right on. Yeah. But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And the motivational quote is, you can never cross the ocean unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. By Christopher Columbus. Wow. Chris takes some abuse, but I'm telling you, he had the courage to lose sight of the shore. And discover the new world. (laughs) So it all starts with that first move. So where are we at? Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. I'm telling you, this market report, it is starting to be like the California uh, weather report. Sunny every day. (laughs) (laughs) So nearly 50% of the homes sold for more than their price during four weeks ending May 16th. But there are signs that the housing demand may be reaching its peak, according to some recent studies from Redfin. Pending sales for a seven-day period ending May 16th were down 10% from the four weeks prior compared to an 8% increase during the same period in 2019. I don't know why they went back that far. Mortgage purchase applications also decreased 4% over that week. Make no mistake, though, the housing market is very hot, will remain hot for the rest of the year. There's going to be some signs that some of the bother, buyers would rather spend money on restaurants, vacations, and other things that held that they've held back on for a year because of the virus instead of on a house. But they're, they're going to be getting back into buying. But there are a lot of people I've been noticing on Facebook, man, people taking a lot of vacations. They a lot stuck, of vacations. I don't blame in, them. Me neither, man. I, I was talking about today with uh, a couple people. I, I need to like go somewhere for a week because I just missed my Key West trip. You so should. Yeah, they said it was brutally hot down there <laughs> as usual, like ninety-eight every day with ninety-seven percent humidity. Yeah, but they said the one day the fishing they went uh, out on a boat with no cover, and they said it was brutal, man. But anyway, back to real estate. New listings of homes uh, for sale were down 12% from the same period and all that. But number of homes listed for sale uh, fell 49% in the same period back in 2019. I don't know why they were using this 2019 date. But anyway, this is all happening, of course, with prices remaining astronomically high. Home prices were recently reported at a record high of... 352,975 that's nationwide up 24% year over year and that's we're in new territory with that now uh, a friend of ours Jack uh, Simpson his daughter's moving to Austin in Austin the average out-of-town home buyer had a budget that was 32% higher than the local residents 32% and higher so they're coming into Austin with plenty of money and ready to spend money. Home prices were up more than 42% year over year, up to 465000 in April. And while Texas doesn't have an income tax, it has a relatively high property tax, which I didn't know that. Uh, low taxes are contributing to higher price homes in Austin. With so many people moving there, especially those earning six figures and stock compensation from tech companies, uh, builders are selling like wildfire, and there's a lot of construction going on down there. But uh, looking at states with really high tax rates, like New York, lost more residents than any other state from 2013 to 2020. For every eight people who left New York, one person moved in. 
Wait a that, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. For every eight people who left, left New York, only one person, one person moved, moved, moved in. There. Wow. The state has the sixth highest tax rate in the U.S. Illinois, and here we are with your Murphy and Loose New Jersey, Please. are both among the four top four states in the country in terms of both taxes and number of people moving away. And California, which has the highest tax rate in the country, ranks 15 in the terms in terms of migration with about one person moving in for every three who leave the ideas of people wanting more space has driven home buyers during the pandemic with people wanting to get out of the crowded metros into homes with more land and typically the states they're moving to tend to be the lower to no state income taxes I was talking to somebody from uh, Mayor Kenny's office, and I said, you know what? You guys have a great opportunity right now. Like, they lost, they're almost a billion in a hole from lost business taxes. I said, now you know what's important and what's not. Uh, this is the time when you should lower taxes. Get rid of the sugar tax, the cigarette tax. Get rid of all that stuff. The and, rain tax. And and the, especially that one I brought up. And the rain tax that, every, that they raised the dollar and... This is the opportunity to grow the economy. But, you know, I'm always giving advice and then they stare at me and then uh, <laughs> whatever. But I gave her about five or six good bullet points and she's on his executive staff. She runs like six departments. So we'll see if she gives any pointers. But tell us about the rates because they're all good news. Speaking of pointers, so 30-year conventional rate, 2.875%. Your 15-year fixed is 2.625%. Mark, your FHA rate is at 3%. And it is it is not too late to refi. And we're going to no. get into that when I talk about the equity, where you can tap into the equity with your property. Yeah, I re-listened to uh, our last week's show, and that segment you did on the equity, that was, like, really good. And Thank you. A, a lot of people, and I mentioned it to the students I taught, and... Uh, and they all listen to it, too. So, that was good news. I can't wait to take advantage of these rates. <laughs> Me and Mr. Devlin had a meeting the other day. The awesome. greatest accountant in America, Don Devlin. <laughs> so, with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So we're at, Deanne. Oh, Mark, we're up to your funny story. Right, and I was talking to a friend of mine last week, uh, <laughs> and, and Mr. Alan Jones, he owns a Funeral Power, and it reminded me of this joke, so I dug it out. So anyway, there's, this, blonde, there's this Funeral Power and this blonde undertaker, and this man who had just died is delivered to the local funeral home wearing this really expensive, expertly tailored black suit. And the funeral director asked the deceased wife, how would she like the body dress? And she points out the man, he does look good in the black suit he's already wearing. And the widow, however, said that she always thought her husband looked best in blue and that she wants him in a really nice blue suit. And she gives the blonde 
Undertaker a blank check and says, I don't care what it costs, give my husband the best blue suit for the viewing. And the woman returns the next day, prior right before the wake, to her delight, she finds her husband dressed in this gorgeous blue suit with real subtle chalk stripes. The suit fits him perfectly. She says to the funeral director, whatever it is costs, I am very satisfied. You did an excellent job. I'm very grateful. How much did you spend? And to her astonishment, the undertaker presents her with a blank check and hands the check back. She goes, there's no charge. She goes, no, really. I must compensate you for the cost of that exquisite suit, she says to the widow. And honestly, ma'am, the, the undertaker says, it costs nothing. You see, a deceased gentleman of about your husband's size was brought in shortly after you left yesterday, and he was wearing this very attractive blue suit. And I asked the wife if she minded him going to his grave wearing an exquisite black suit instead. And she said it made no difference as long as he looked nice. So I just switched the heads. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> All right. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. All right. And now it is time for the mortgage mom after the shock of that joke <laughs> with her topic. And her topic is... Home equity hits record highs, and here's how to tap your cash out of your house. That was close. Yeah, kind of. You know, <laughs> we'll take it. It's the best I'm going to get, I know. All right, I'll do it again. Home no. equity hits a record high. Here's how to tap your cash for... Okay. <laughs> so, Mark, <laughs> whether it's a kitchen remodel or dedicated right. workspace with everything that's going on with COVID... After a year of staying in, most homeowners right. have at least entertained the idea of a home renovation project. Right. Everybody I know is doing something. Doing something. Yet, anyone who has tried to tap their house for cash might be in for a little bit surprise. In a good way, because the skyrocketing home prices have resulted in a record amount of home equity on the hand. By the end of last year... 46 million homeowners held a total of 7.3 trillion trillion in equity trillion. to tap. And that's the largest amount ever recorded. Yep. So, it's not easy to always access that money since the start of the pandemic. There's been certain things that have been shut down. Number 1, we've had the 203k loan which is where you can rehab with an FHA loan, you pull out the equity and Right. It's already built into the mortgage. Some companies have even stopped offering a home equity line of credit altogether just to lower their exposure or risk during the uncertain economic times. So, but up until last year, a HELOC, which is a revolving line of credit, and sometimes it comes with better rates than a credit card, it's always been the very popular way to borrow against the equity that you've accumulated in your home. All right. The average interest rate on this type of credit is around 4.5%, depending on credit and equity, of course, that's in the property, where your credit cards are running around 16%. So some banks still offer this option. We don't, um, but we do offer a cash-out refinance. We've literally, this past week, have had seven calls. One person needed to do 
pull out money for their air conditioner. Um, another gentleman has $25,000 worth of debt and he's, and that payment is $600 a month. So we've refinanced his rate from 4.125% to three and a half percent because it's a cash out right. paid off that $600 debt, gave him another 25,000 in his hand and lowered the monthly payment by $150. Damn. You know what that's called? A good deal. A win-win. <laughs> so keep in mind, I mean, it is going to depend on your credit score and also what your the, the equity that you have in your home. But going from 4.125% to 3.5% right off the bat is what they call lowering your debt to income ratios. All right. So the best way to do the refinance is to take the cash out. The rates are lower than a home equity loan rate. And they're also lower than your existing mortgage. So take out that cash, either buy another home with it, do some renovations, or put in that swimming pool that you've always wanted. It works well when the mortgage rates fall, because even though you're financing your current mortgage and taking out a bigger mortgage, you're still lowering the interest payment at the same time. Right. So that means, like for instance, right now I'm at 50-50, 50% of my payment goes to principal and 50% goes to interest. All right. And the other rest of it goes to Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> since, since the most recent peak in, in April, mortgage rates have declined nearly a quarter of a percent and have remained under 3% in the last month. So this lower rate offers homeowners an opportunity to lower their monthly payment, pay off those high credit cards, as we mentioned, and it also gives them an opportunity to do any kind of renovation that they want. So going back to one of the questions that were in, um, you know, in the questions that we're going to carry, you right. do need to have a job in right. order to refinance. And that. we've also talked about being able to do the streamline where there's no appraisal, there's no closing costs. We've had refinances where people have had 30% equity in their home and they're not even requiring that they go in and get an appraisal. My place up the lake, all over the lake, there's a Facebook page for our lake. Everybody's doing new docks, yep. screen houses. The only bad thing is, you know how much a two by four costs today? You, a two, if you can a two get by it. four used to be like 250, three bucks, $15 for a two by four. A sheet of plywood's like sixty bucks. It's in, it's insane. I was it's just in Dallas. It's one hundred eighty percent up lumber. It's it's ridiculous. I was just in Dallas. My uncle, his restaurant. I told you uh, last October, where a tornado came through, and there hasn't been any repairs done because they can't get any. They can't get the lumber to fix it. It's crazy. But anyway, if you haven't been looking at the interest rates over the last year, now would be a great time to do that. On a 30-year mortgage, rates below 3%, they're still available. So it is not too late. Give me a call. My number is 609-605-7153. Now, keep in mind, there's still going to be some limitations for the cash-out refinance as well, but it's absolutely a win-win situation. It takes about two minutes. We can analyze your statement let you know what the rate's going to be and let you know if it's going to be advantageous for you to take care of this. 
Yeah, and you could pull out money and and lower your rate and basically stay what your your monthly payment was and have this cash to operate with. Absolutely, and most of the time, Mark, the payment's even lower. Yeah, even lower. You hear that, Mr. Devlin? <laughs> All right, that was a good segment. It was. All Thank right. you. So what's coming up next? So coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. So what's the first one here? The first question is, what are the pros and cons of selling an empty house? Even though, even in this market, there are still some. There's one around the corner from me. It's probably sold. But me and Evie were out walking the dog, and we walked by it, and uh, there was sale signs were on the lawn. She goes, there's one for sale, Pop-Up. I said, eh, I, I bet you it's pending. I didn't look <laughs> it up. But, like, they don't last, uh, especially around me. I think there's like there was, like, 10 for sale and my whole zip code. But, you know, sometimes the pros are, like, the people can go in and spend a lot of time because it's on a lockbox, and you go in there with your agent, and... You can take all your time, and you don't have no sellers interfering. And but cons of it sometimes are, you know, it's according to what kind of condition it is. And if they took everything, and there's no furniture, it's hard for especially people like me. I have a hard time envisioning uh, what it would look like with furniture and everything. I remember I sold uh, one of those condos that you were looking at down on at Penn's Landing. The, mm-hmm. the one that looks like a ship. Right. To one of the uh, the guy, the sports guys from WIP. And uh, it was totally empty. And he turned around, he said to me, he goes, where would you put the TV? <laughs> I and I, I, I just like looked around the room and I seen a wire sticking out of the wall. I said, probably over there where that wire, <laughs> the wire's at. I was, I'm like really bad at that. I have, And then his wife came in and she just envisioned the whole thing. Oh, she, like, thank God. She just... She you know, saved you. And me and him were just looking at one another. <laughs> but you know, that's the downside of the empty house, like envisioning what it would look like. Way uh, back in the day, Mark, like 30 years ago when I was six, um, I used to do wedding planning. <laughs> and people had the hardest time when they would come into the banquet room. And I'd have to tell them where the head table is. And you have to envision all the centerpieces and the white lights. And some of the brides would get completely freaked out. It, it was after two months I finally said, can we please leave the room set up so we never have to do this again? But it, it was hard. It was real hard for people to envision. Yeah. Like you, I have a, I'm, I'm bad with that. I'm not Mr. Observant. And then like the picture stuff that's not even there. I have or I'm not I I could never be like a stager. <laughs> Call the pros. All right, but anyway, that, that's the pro and con. So what's next? All right. Question number two is the buyer backed out due to possible layoff or fear of not being able or to afford the payments. What should I do? Should I let them out? Well, I don't know. Like to me, these are the t- type of situations where if I'm the agent involved, I try to have a meeting and get everybody together. And if you get them together and it's a face to face meeting and they have a discussion 
then it's not they're not as like bold like you tell him and you know and you tell him because they do it because you know they're not facing one another yeah but, but the problem like, with this i'm going to interrupt you for problems. a second this could go a lot of you're not ways. getting approved if he's laid off yeah but or it the says fear due to a possible layoff so they're getting oh it's coming. this could be a high c thinking they're going to get laid off or well, fear they're not going to be able to make the payment the problem is if when we do the verification of employment three days prior to closing and my processor says, you know, does John still work there? And what's the likelihood that he's going to continue to work there? And if they say, well, he could possibly get laid off, he's not getting that mortgage. Yeah. But they, what, what are you, what are you going to turn him down? You got a crystal ball and then he doesn't get laid off. You know, if, if it's too high C's like the Dr. A talks about and and they and they're like just sitting at home. This is almost like the dirt lady story. And they're just sitting at home thinking about what could go wrong. And what if I lose my job? And what if this and what if that? And they overthink the damn thing. You know, that's not a good enough reason to let them out. But like if it is like, you know, you hear on the news this company's closing down, yeah, then you do the right thing. Karma. You know, you, and you let them out. And in this market, what's the big deal? You're gonna there's probably like ten more in line. Yeah, you'll be under contract in another yeah. week. But I mean, there's people that just like the dirt lady, she just had uh, you know, buyer's remorse like I never seen before. I'll have to, we had to tell that story soon. We keep talking about it. We'll have to tell that story soon. Can't All right, wait. what's the next one? All right, the next question is where should I hang my real estate license? I'm in the process of obtaining my real estate license. I'd like to initially use my license part time. In the beginning, access to the MLS and contracts. I'm looking for some advice as to where would be the best place to hang my license for this purpose. Thanks in advance. You know what? This person should email me. My email is 8029.comcast.net. And I'll send them a list of questions to ask brokers. And if they, if you go in and ask the these questions to the broker, you'll know if you're in the right place or not. But if you're brand new, you want to go somewhere that has a training calendar, a mentor program, and you're not going to be on the list the number 399 out of 400, and their meetings are in the day, and you got a job, and their office meetings are in the day, all their training are in the day. You want to be careful where you go in the beginning. So it's a, that, it's a big decision because a lot of agents, brand new agents, 25% of them drop out of the business. Because they join a company that doesn't have the right training. They, they can't go to it when they have it. They can't go to the office meetings because they work. And then, you know, they're paying board dues and MOS fees and all this other stuff. And they end up dropping out. But if you're smart, you can make a lot of money part-time. I've had agents work for me, make 60 to 90 grand a year part-time and not kill themselves. Right. Because there's so much money in our industry. What's the next one? All right. The next question is, what can we do about a seller or seller's agent who didn't disclose a toxic mold condition in the house? See, now, this is really bad if the agent knew about it. Now, if the agent knew about it, this is very unethical. And you should report this agent to the Real Estate Commission. And I would also hire a lawyer. Because apparently they bought the house or the seller's agent 
that they must have already bought the house, correct? That's the way Sounds I Sounds like this. it, yeah. Yeah. And now they get in and there's a toxic mold. Now, toxic mold means not the, the regular mold that everybody has. Every house has mold in it somewhere. Somewhere behind some wall, whatever. But black mold, something really bad, That'll and they're aware of it and didn't disclose it, that's a lawsuit. Yeah. What's the next one? We're running out of time. The next question is, what right does a home seller to refuse inspections and appraisals that are in the contract? Well, you can't refuse an appraisal if there's a mortgage. Uh, if you refuse an inspection, which is happening in this market, and then they tell, they said, we do we don't want a home inspection. This is the seller saying this. You can buy a home. We'll buy a home warranty or something, but we don't want a home inspection. And this is happening in this market, which I don't think it's a good idea, but it happens. I remember back in the two, early 2000, people getting home warranties, asking for a roof cert, a plumbing cert, an electrical cert rather than a home inspection. Remember those days? I do. And we're getting back to that again. But the appraisal thing, if there's a mortgage, there's nothing you can do about it. They're going to do an appraisal. So you got time for one more. Make it this quick. This is a long one. All right. Need advice. One spouse has an 800. The other has a 700 credit score. My wife has really good credit. Her mid score is 800. Her income is 30,000. My mid score is 700. And my income is 140. However, there's a catch. Yeah. I had a foreclosure on my record. The foreclosure was on my investment property. It is one and a half years old. Given our situation, what options do we have in getting a home loan primary residence without having to wait the full for three years after foreclosure? What's the answer to that one? She's only making thirty grand, but he's making one hundred and forty k. Could he be just a uh, no. co-signer? No. So we can't put him on there at all. What what she goes out and does is she buys a duplex with an FHA loan with three and a half percent down. We use 75% of the rental income to offset the mortgage payment so they can get something a little decent. And then we wait a year and a half, and then the husband, they go out and buy th their dream home. There you go. That was an easy one, man. Miss Katsaris, the mortgage mom, nails it. <laughs> <laughs> Call her up, 609-605-7153. Okay. And right. coming up next is our topic of the day, disclosing problems, disclosing problems when selling your home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT all positive all the time. So we're at the end. Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is closing problems. I'm sorry, disclosing problems when selling your house. Yeah. We're even. Many, <laughs> We're even. That's right. So many states have laws about disclosing problems when you sell your house. Usually, most of the states now have a standard disclosure form, four or five pages, which is very looks very complicated. And the real estate agents hand this to the seller 
because technically as an agent you do not want your john hancock on this thing at all right you want the seller to fill it out you know and once in a while i used to have sellers say well can't you just ask me the questions no no take this fill it out take your time now you're not supposed to be a contractor just answer answer honestly to the best of your knowledge each question and it talks about all the different things the roof the electric the uh the heat the air conditioner the foundation and it asks you questions you know do you are, are you aware of any uh, uh structural issues whatever and it's like four or five pages and you answer to the best of your knowledge and sometimes they really screw it up like they don't answer right or or they they'll put something in there like uh yeah we had a leak in the bathroom yeah it was 10 years ago when they fixed it but they put it in there anyway and it makes then the buyers reading this and this is supposed to be read by the buyer uh before they sign the actual agreement at sale the offer you're that's the law but not all agents get this done because sometimes in this market you give the seller the disclosure to fill out then they're supposed to email to you or fax it to you and by the time they get it to you you already got a couple offers it, it, it happens sure it's human you know stuff happens that doesn't mean but anyway, the bottom line is you don't have to disclose every single minor problem, such as creaky floors or doors that stack or little cracks in the walls. All houses have that stuff. It's the major stuff like flooding, leaks in the roof, lead paint. If you're aware of it, any house prior to 78 has lead paint. Like when I explain it to a buyer and we go into a house built prior to 78, there's, I say, this house has lead paint. You know, all paint had lead in it. That's why none of the guys are left from uh, DuPont in <laughs> 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 all the paint factories, you know. But, like, uh, it has it. There's somewhere under four or five coats on a windowsill somewhere in this house that has lead paint. But you don't want a lead paint inspection because then you, you could be into, as long as it's not chipping, this is what I usually say, and some agents don't like it. As long as it's not chipping and you don't leave it laying around on the floor and let the kids eat it, you'll be all right. Oh, that's but, great so advice, Mark. Keep it sanded and freshly painted, and you won't have no problems. <laughs> the other big thing is make sure it's not in the floodplain, which sometimes can be a little iffy. Uh, we had one in, in up along the river, right on the border. It was in Philly, but it was on the border going in the bucks, and you know that whole little neighborhood was in the floodplain, and this house looked like it wasn't, but part of the property was in the floodplain. And you can go to a map, you can Google floodplains and and put your address in and see if it comes up. Because if you're in a floodplain, that means you need flood insurance. And like after the big storms down the shore, what was the real big one? Uh, Sandy. Sandy. I mean, flood insurance was start, it was like a mortgage payment. Could be 1000 a month, 1200 a month just for flood insurance. So that's why like there's so many of them happen they actually, after that last one, they didn't let them rebuild in certain places because it kept happening. So you want to make sure that's not in there. And keep in mind, most states, the real estate broker, broker or the agents, they, they go through the house and the sellers usually know what's wrong or what's not. And, it, and there's all kinds of stuff on there. Like in Philly, since we're, we're an old eastern city, you still run into the houses with like... They'll have a new breaker box, but somewhere there's some tube and knob wire. Yeah, exactly. And there's some in my house in the condo. Is there really? There's a couple, couple around, 
Like most of it's all replaced, but there's a couple I can't get to, and there's a couple pieces of tube and knob to something else. So, you know, that kind of stuff, mechanical problems with air conditioning, heating, water, you know, hazardous materials on the property, such as radon gas. You want all those tests. And then in, in older houses, they used to put asbestos over all the pipes because it was a great insulator. So as long as it's not broken or uh, or messed with, it's not an issue. And you can encapsulate it. And then termites. Uh, you know, you want a termite cert, or, you know, a termite inspection. If you think, you know, I used to just go in basements with a screwdriver and hit joists if I thought there was something. And you'll know if there's termites because your screwdriver will go right in. Right through it. And they eat, they eat from the inside out. So, uh, you know, it's basically state law that this these closers are filled out. And to the best side, you are on the caution side and make sure that you disclose anything serious because if you don't that is a reason for them to get out of the contract and you don't want to get sued because when you finally get when you get in court one of the first things that judge is going to want to see is that home inspection report if it's about an issue and if it says roof didn't leak i was involved in one of these one time roof didn't leak and we had a drought that summer and soon it was rained the garage it poured through and the owner knew about it and the agent knew about it and we went to court and the case was over and he got the seller's disclosure the judge said uh, it says here it roofed in leak and in five minutes he said plaintiff uh seller one i mean buyer one that'll be eight thousand dollars right the case was over so. Yep, good topic, Mark. All right, and went com- a little long there. Sorry about that. Coming up next is our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And our topic today is re-engaging back into the workplace after COVID. And Very this is going topic. to be done in four parts, Mark. Very good. So, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you guys? Good. Any- Everybody we know, we know Everybody in the country is moving to Austin, Texas, it seems. <laughs> it seems that way, and I'm buying up duplexes. So I'm enjoying the, uh, the opportunity. In fact, I'm looking at two more right now. Yeah, buy them. Buy them. All right, so doctors, you start this topic, re-engaging back into the workplace. Well, it's going to be several, it's going to be several weeks that we work on this and we look at it. And where I want to start is it's important that people realize that people's needs after COVID may have changed, you know, because a lot of people were working at home and, and the environment's changed. And because of that, how they view work and how they view their role and, and whether they should actually be at an office may have changed. And, and people have to realize that and, and businesses have to take that into consideration because just because you say we're back in business and you can come back down doesn't mean that the staff are going to be coming back and, you know, and, and welcoming that opportunity, especially in these metropolitan areas where there's a lot of travel time that goes in because they're spoiled. They don't have to get it. Right. They didn't have to get in a car to go to work. All they had to do, in fact, they didn't even have to put pants on. They'd have to just put a <laughs> shirt on sometime and, you know, and, you know, and, and, and sit in front of the, uh, the Zoom or the go to meeting or whichever technology they were using. Right. 
like that commercial where the guy walks out in his underwear and he says, I thought we were doing one of them Zoom things. <laughs> <laughs> and the people exactly. were sitting there waiting waiting for a meeting. Yes. So that's... I, I, yeah, that's I, I. There is going to be a little uh, stress involved with all this. Absolutely, you know. Because I mean, there, there may actually be family reorientation, you know, or or as far as what people's roles are in the household. Because before uh, your kids, you know, were at home, and then all of a sudden they were at home. So then you were spending more time with your kids at home, uh, and then and with with COVID hitting, the the schools closed down, and so people were home, uh, and they got used to that. In some cases. Uh, they may have decided that they're not going to use, uh, you know, childcare if if they're preschool. You know, in some cases, uh, parents may have moved into the house. You know, and and they like not having to go to work because they can be there with with the elderly. So so yeah. there's all types of things that may have changed. So it's the travel issue. It's the family orientation may have changed. They may like the relaxed environment. You know, of 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 working at the uh, at home instead of the office and. Hours are a lot more flexible now. I mean, if you had to get in the car and drive 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour to work, uh, you didn't have to do that now. So you could have worked in the middle of the day. You could have worked very early. You could have worked in the evening. You know, so there's all kinds of potential reorientations. And the businesses are going to have to think about all this stuff when they bring people back. They can't just assume that because the doors are open, people are going to come back and they're going to be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, from doing this for a year in zoom meetings and everything else and then expect people just to jump back in and nine to five in middle of center city in their office that's going to take some adjusting absolutely so this is good this is going to be a good series so tell everybody how to get a hold of you doctor right all they have to do is uh, contact me at the uh, dr period a at abelson a-b-e-l-s-o-n.net or abelson at abelson.net or just go to our website abelson.net Try to make it easy for everybody. What we're going to do next time is we're actually going to look at organizational and leadership issues with this re-engagement. Very good. Very good. All right. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Thank you, Dr. Ray. You're welcome, guys. Talk to you next week. All righty. And if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week. And we just heard our ratings have doubled. So thank you very much for that. And you can listen to us every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on Talk Radio WPHT. We hope you become a faithful listener. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive. All positive. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.